Today I'm joined by the assistant coach from Arizona State University for his second time on the show, Lee Pritz. How you doing, buddy? Meerkat, I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I appreciate uh, you taking some time out this week. And let's start out with a, co- a congratulations, man. You guys got it done, huh? Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a, uh, you know, you hear people talk about it, but it truly was a total team performance. Uh, you know, when you, you're looking up and down the, the weights and watching how everyone performed and, you know, losing matches during the years to individuals and coming back and, and beating those guys or, you know, or even at like 41, Nico Villarreal, who got majored a couple of weeks ago by Cal State Bakersfield and comes out here and pins the guy in the first period and picks up two points for us. And, you know, like, so I can look at a lot of matches like that or, or 25. You know, that was a huge one in uh, Stanford. They were the one seed. You know, kids pretty ranked pretty good. I don't know what he is, 12, 15, somewhere in that range in the last coaches poll. And, uh, you know, he comes out and executes a great game plan and gets a W. And that really, in my mind, that changed the entire tournament. Yeah, and right out of the gate, right? So, I mean, you get that momentum, yeah. got the momentum going right away. Yeah. yeah, it led us to a seven, seven, seven for seven in the semis, punched seven in the finals, you know, and, and I, I really believe he got that started. Yeah, you have dream, those are dream days as coaches, right? You know, when, when you have a streak like that. So well, let's talk a little bit about, about the history. Um, you guys had five champions. Uh, I think Andy Hamilton told me that you guys haven't had five champions since 2003. Is that correct? You know, I'm, if Andy said it, I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> smarter than both of us combined, yeah. <laughs> right. So. I've been here five years, and I know it hasn't been that way. So, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a, it's been a long drought. And it's your first conference title, whether it was the Pac-10 or Pac-12, since, since 2006, he said. So that's, that's correct, 11 years. Yeah, that's amazing. So. You know, you and I talk often. T- tell the people that are listening just about the support that your administration provides you guys there, because I, I know it's something that's very impressive to you. Well, you know what was great about this. You know, we we get to the tournament, and Ray Anderson's at the tournament with his wife Buffy. And for those who uh, don't know, Ray is the athletic director. That's right, and. and our, both of our sport administrators, both Don Bakke and Scotty Graham, they both did the whole weekend. And it was great just to look up in the stands and, and to say, man, as much stuff is going on in college athletics right now, we have three administrators here. And then you start looking around and you see the alumni. And, and we actually had we had a really big following there. And, you know, Art Martori was there from Sunkiss and Coach McMahon and, you know, some of his old wrestlers. And, you know, so you look back and go, wow, this is just, it was awesome to see everyone come out of the woodworks and, and be there for, our, to have our, our guys felt it. Yeah. In basketball, what do they call that? The sixth man? Your, your sixth man? Yeah, in basketball. So I guess in wrestling. Yeah. The 11th that, man was, that was our 11th man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, I know how well your guys wrestled, and I kind of want to walk people through the brackets. Not not every weight, but you know, yeah. I looked at your results, and there wasn't one guy that wrestled below where he was seated or ranked. I mean, everybody wrestled equal to or above where they were, and that's 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 peaking guys at the right time. And you started at 25, where Kramer was 
the four seed and ended up taking second, and it looks like he lost a close match in the finals to Nickel from Bakersfield, right? That's correct. And I'll tell you, he got tech-falled by Nickel, what, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and in the second period. And he came out and, you know, I, I know that night when we were talking to some of the alum and some of our fans were like, God, he was so close. You know, if he could have just done that, I was like, hey, he did amazing. Think about where he was two weeks ago. Right. You know, two weeks ago he's walking off the mat after four minutes going, what just happened? You know, and so now he's in the war, and it looked, and it was awesome. And he's had a similar experience with the kid from Illinois, right, where he he lost badly at the Midlands and then had a, an overtime match with him in the dual meet? That's correct. That's correct. He's done it a lot this year. He lost to the, you know, he lost to Townsville from Stanford, you know, yeah, pretty exactly. handedly and yeah. came back and beat him. And so, yeah, it's just, it's something that he's, he's really getting confidence and working and he works so hard. And so it's, it's good to see when he allows himself to compete at a high level and he gets some, some pretty good results. And, you know, it, he's a team guy too. And that's awesome. He's a guy that'll need an at large bid to go to the tournament, correct? He, absolutely, yeah. he will, and and I don't, you know. You guys can keep your fingers. You know, we'll see that for sure. Yeah, and then, absolutely. And then Villarreal is another guy that wasn't seated, and like you mentioned, you know, at the top of this, beat Rolfing in 38 seconds, who was the three seed, and who we've had in our rankings, you know, throughout the year. So, you know, that, that bodes yeah. well in terms of him getting a chance to go to nationals, correct? I would think so. You know, there's a formula. It's a formula. It depends on how all the Everybody does, you know, yeah. how everyone does, and and I imagine even Rolfing is going to have. I imagine he's going to be in there and and should probably get a wild card as well, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, we we did a, a an hour long podcast earlier today, and we spent twenty minutes talking about how this works, and the three guys that qualified the spot are McKenna, Rolfing, and Hathaway. So, if there's three qualifiers and your guy, you know, took fourth. He's right on the doorstep, especially since he's ahead of one of the guys that, that earned the spot and beat him head to head. Right, but they can they don't have to take they can jump over Nico and and take Rolfing. Right, I know that, but it does put him in a great yeah. position, so that's awesome. And then that's correct. Forty nine, fifty seven, sixty five, seventy four, and I don't want to blow over these guys by any stretch, but you guys came out and just handled business. You know, number one seeds, they all won, and you know, looking at the scoreboard. It doesn't look like they had a whole lot of close matches at any of those weights. No, they were pretty dominant. And, you know, and the guys you just named, they are all freshmen, right? Yeah. So the great thing about it, too, is, you know, we call him Juice. Josh Maruka at 49, we call him Juice. And I was over there, and Nico was kind of licking his wounds a little bit. And uh, so I'm over there and, you know, hugging him and just telling him how proud I was of him because of – you know, heck, he's out there battling. He's been having a tough going. He was out there battling for us, giving everything he had. And he picked up a pin and got two bonus points. I was like, Nico, that you, that's big. Right. And Josh just got done winning a, you know, winning the conference, winning his first Pac-12 title as a freshman. And he goes, man, coach, I didn't do anything for the team. <laughs> All I did was win. Right. Win. Yeah. Well, and you got to understand, he, he gave up. He, he ended up losing the bonus in his first round in the last, you know, eight seconds or so. And then in the in the finals, he's up by nine and is trying to 
turn the guy and ends up slipping off and getting reversed and losing it there too. And he's like, God, I did nothing for the team. I said, yeah, nothing but win the tournament. Yeah, first place. Said, That's game. a good start. It's not terrible. But, <laughs> but think about his mindset. You know, the mindset's great. Like right there, you know, he wasn't patting himself on the back and like, hey, man, I'm a freshman. I did pretty good. He was, he was already thinking about the team and, uh, and I love that. That's what I love about this group. Yeah, and they got big goals. And I mean, you know, we'll talk in a few minutes about how this is just the step. This isn't the process. So, and then you got Maruka's high school teammate Shields, right? Who did a nice job at yeah. 57 for you and beat. Oh yeah, he's a hammer. Yeah, and he beat Shorts, who's who's had a good kind of a quiet season out west, but a really good season. So, oh yeah, that's a good win for him. Then you go to 65, and now you got now you got the brothers and and and. Anthony won a good weight class because we've had De La Riva and Subject ranked all year, and people don't talk about Subject, but he's probably got the biggest mm-hmm. win of the three of them all year, having beaten Joseph early in the season. Right, and De La Riva is is good. You know, he's tough. Right. I was actually very surprised to find out that he didn't get an automatic bid for the conference. I was really surprised at that, but. You know, so, yeah, so Anthony had a, uh, you know, he had a weight class that he's handled all year. But, again, you're still a freshman and you're walking in and, you know, and and I know I've brought that up several times, but, you know, people ask me all the time, well, what do you expect out of the, I said, I don't know, they're all freshmen. Every time we wrestle, it's a new experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute before we go on. I know one of the things you and your staff have really concentrated on this year was wrestling a lot of matches that maybe you, the volume of matches is higher this year than it will be in a couple of years when these kids are juniors and seniors, you know, tell people that are listening about that conscious effort and what the thought process is behind that. Well, you know, Zeke takes, uh, spends a lot of energy too in scheduling and he knows, he said, there's only so many things you can really control in this sport. And that's one of them. And Something we talked about, too, is these guys, you know, we knew when they were coming out this year that they were pretty talented and that they could wrestle and that we really thought they could compete with just about anybody in the country, you know, depending on which ones they are, but, you know, just about anyone. And the thing that we were saying they're going to lack is they're going to lack experience. And every time they step on the mat, we thought they were going to get better. But there's no way to make up for experience. I don't care how hard you work. I don't care how much study, film you study. You know, all those things are great. But unless you have the match experience, you know, it's a scary thing for us. And so the idea was to get them in, into situations where they were going to wrestle a lot this year. And we really feel like it's paying off. It, it seems like you guys have – and, again, you go back to your 25-pounder and there's other guys that – just so many matches that, and it seems like you have a coachable group of kids, you know, sometimes freshmen mm-hmm. think they know it all, where these guys are making the adjustment that you and Matt Krause and Chris Pendleton and obviously Zeke are, are spending time with these guys and, and, and Haslam Garcia, that you guys yep. are all helping these guys out. And you can see that having that many coaches and I'm sure the one-on-one and putting hands on these guys, you know, in a productive way is making a big difference. Oh yeah. It's, and, and, they, they, they may think they know it all a little bit too, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. And you know, when when they get beat with something, they go, okay, 
I know it, but now I'm going to adjust it. You know, and so they're very they're a lot of them are like having coaches too because they coach themselves. Right. You know, they have good wrestling IQs and they coach themselves. And a lot of them ask for tips. And you know, I always joke. I'm like, you know, and with this group, our most important job is to make sure we get them their towel and their Gatorade. <laughs> we used to call those guys iPod guys. <laughs> right. They don't lose their iPod, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. I'm over here. Yeah, I got style yeah. Gatorade right here. iPod. We're good. <laughs> You're straight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another. But it's little things, and they are coachable, and it's, and it's a good good group to work with. Yeah, yeah. Zahid looked like he wrestled this weekend like he was double parked. You know, like he's trying to get oh. out as quick as possible. It seems like you guys got him peaking at the right time. You know, he's he loves competing. That's his thing is he loves competing. And, uh, I mean, he, he may like it more than anyone I've ever been around. You know, he just really he, – there's always a smile on his face. Competition – I mean, he smiles all the time anyway. But competition days, he can't wait to get out there. You, you know, and, uh, as you see people's pictures and certain guys, are their faces are all gnarled up and, um, yeah, you know – and he, some certain people are really calm, and yeah, he always seems happy, even in like yeah positions that normal people would be stressful. So you know that's that's pretty cool, you know. And I mean that that yeah. brings a lot of good energy to your team when a guy's happy like that and and kicking the crud out of people. So that's a that's a super yeah. And it's, I mean like he's he you know he's a little uh, you know he gets a little confident you know a little cocky from time to time, which is good, right? Um, you know, but. And he'll say things out there publicly sometimes, where I'm like, "Ooh," but it, but but you know what? When when you go back and you listen to it, or you hear it, or you see it on Twitter or something like that, you look at it and you go, "Okay, he's not out there telling people that he's gonna beat the brakes off him." You know, that's not him. But he might say something like, "Ooh, I can't wait for you know March 10th." Right. You know, and on March 10th, he's getting ready to wrestle. You know, a, a top guy in the country. He, like, He's not saying anything bad. He just really can't wait for that day. Like he's excited about that day because he knows he gets an opportunity to compete and test himself at a high level. Yeah, like he, I'm sure he wanted to wrestle Bo Jordan earlier this year. You know, I'm sure he looked forward to those tournaments like in Vegas where the top guys are there. He got to wrestle Rio Buto and those kind of guys. Yeah. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, that's a hard thing to to find in guys, and it's I'm sure it's a thing in recruiting that that I know we both have looked for in the past, but kids say that but finding kids that really are like that is are pretty special right yeah yeah it's it's it's, i don't know how you and it's hard to find as you know you know you you've recruited the best classes in the country and you look around and and every now and then you get lucky and you're like (laughs) i don't know if there's any yeah i don't know if there's any way that i could have ever known that you know, in as much time and effort and, that you spend with them and their families and getting to know them, until you really experience it and are with them all the time, you don't really understand how much they love it. You know, and that's him. He just, you know, he 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 just loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and and you're right. Recruiting's a crapshoot, and the guys that you think are going to be studs, that you're right. Maybe sixty percent of the time, the guys that you think are depth. They'll surprise you sometimes in a positive way. Um, yeah. You know, I was following the tournament, you know, one, because of the relationship I have with you and Pendleton and Zeke yeah. and those other guys, but two, because we're doing the rankings and I'm watching, you know, and it was a slow weekend. Obviously, you really, you're the only guys wrestling. To me, yeah. 184 was crucial to the team race because Neville's came out and beat the four seed and then the one seed. 
And then Peterson held serve by beating the three seed and the two seed and, and dropping a really close match in the final. So, you know, yeah. whether he qualifies or not, because I know there's only one spot there so far on the AQ list, either way, right. that's something big for that kid to build on, you know, hopefully getting to go to nationals, but at the very least finishing with a really positive tournament. Well, you know, he he started out, he wrestled off at the beginning of the year against Anthony Valencia at 65. Mm-hmm. And... He stayed there, I want to say, man, I can't remember if it was up to Midlands. And then at Midlands, we decided, I can't remember if he went 65 or 74 at Midlands, but then it was right around that time, though, we just said, all right, it's time to go up. You know, Anthony's going to be the guy. Yeah, he's doing well. He's going to be the guy. And he said, okay, no problem. And so then he goes up, you know, and, and obviously Zahid's there, and we're like, you know, he only weighs 172 pounds, so we said, okay, in these tournaments or whatever, you can go 74. And we're wrestling dual meets at 84, and, you know, Virginia duels, he's weighing in at 72, so <laughs> he's, we can utilize him. And you know what? He's the expert. I call him the secret weapon <laughs> because he does. He, he He's won a lot of dual meets for us yeah, in the combination of them. You know, you, where you go, hey, Zahid, you – I know you weighed in at 74. You mind bumping up to 84 for this match? And we can put Peterson here. It makes us a stronger team. And he's like, yeah, no problem. No problem. And vice versa. You know, hey, coach, I'll go 84 here. I can beat this guy. You know, we're, we're wrestling Ohio State. And we're like, hey, you want to wrestle Miles Martin? He's like, yeah, I'll do that. And 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 almost headlocks him. Well, he did headlock him. Right, He did headlock him, but almost got him like, you know, and so the guy, you know, he just loves wrestling. He loves wrestling, and he loves being a Sun Devil. And, you know, going into this tournament the whole weekend, I was, I was like, you're the secret weapon. No one even knows you. You're the secret weapon. And he did. He wrestled He wrestled a great tournament, and, you know, it breaks your heart a little bit when those guys are close like that. But at the same time, you're really proud of them, too, so you kind of got to put well, the – put the broken heart on the back burner and you know this they, you know yeah it's certainly disappointing but they've also they're around guys right now that are going you guys have five qualifiers for sure and you have mm-hmm. you know two or three guys depending on how this weekend goes that if everything broke right you could possibly get six or seven you know eight if you know if everything you know if mana fell from heaven so you know that's a huge jump in itself. The other thing is, you know, before we move on, you know, Tanner Hall handled business at heavyweight, and I was looking at the rankings, and, you know, the rankings will cer- certainly correlate at least some level of the seeds, and it was just crucial that he won that match because, you know, Corey Crawford wasn't ranked super high, and losing that match would have dropped him from that top eight tier to, you know. For sure. Yeah, so, you know, that keeps him in a spot where he probably has some winnable matches till the quarters, and then – Maybe he wrestles yeah. Olympic champion, and maybe not. And then he gets, you know, even if that doesn't go well, you're you're one match away from being on the podium, which is huge for him and huge points for the program. Oh, for sure. You know, he again, he got a pigtail, which is you know, which is fine. We, we you know, the more we get, the happier. But uh, he goes out and wrestles well and, and pins a kid, and then in the semis, acts you know. The, People, people don't realize the Cal Poly kid's pretty dang good. You know, he, he wrestles, he wrestles, you know, he's taking leg attacks and he's a big kid and he moves well. And, you know, and we knew there was no, if Tanner wrestles up to his ability, he should win the match, but we knew there was no 
there was nothing locked. It's a good weight class in our conference. And he gets through that. And, and I know Crawford and uh, Butler on the other side had a good match. And, you know, Tanner came back, rested and ate and recovered and was ready to go. And wrestled a smart match, push, push. They're, they're wrestling hard. And then all of a sudden in overtime, he hits him with a sweep. And, and it was a beautiful sweep, too. It was probably the best sweep he's ever hit. And dropped him. And it was nice. Yeah, you guys have a lot of positive momentum going in, and I'm sure when that's the case, it's a little bit of a bummer that you guys wrestle one weekend earlier than everybody else. For for people that don't know, I've asked you about this, and you've told me, what, why does why is the Pac-12 held one week earlier than everybody else? I don't know. The only reason they've ever told me is because this is how it's always been. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So I stopped asking because that answer never does. I'm not crazy about it, and. You know, and I think there's a lot of ways to look at it. And, you know, people say, hey, we got the best officials in the country. And we do. We have great officials at our tournament. And if we're on the same weekend with the other seven, all eight conferences on the same weekend, you know, maybe that changes. You know, I don't know. But uh, it's just weird to me. You know, I'm like, why aren't we all on the same page? You know, and I think every year you could change it. If you're a little beat up, if you, you know, you have some guys that need you from rest, you're like, oh, this works out great. Right. You know, we get a little recovery, you know, and, and so you can spin it. Yeah, it's like anything. You can spin anything the way you want it or, you know, and, and you can make it a positive any way you want it. I'm just not sure why Well, I, I was everybody's told, not on an even playing field. Well, I was told that the referees are an important one, especially not only with the other conferences, but with the California State Tournament. You know that it's hard for you guys right. to write officials. You know, I guess the good news is it, it gives you a weekend for recruiting and for training. And so, how, how do you guys approach two weeks? You know, two and a, really two weeks. You know, because you finish on a you know late on a Sunday, and then you know probably give them at least a light workout on Monday, and then it's two weeks, and then you guys are jumping on a plane either Monday or Tuesday to come here to St. Louis. You know, with it being two weeks instead of one, is there is there a little different approach to training? Yeah, I think there is. You know, it's. I think you have to go into your last, call it five weeks, right? You're three weeks between here and the national tournament, the, you know, two and a half weeks, so you know, however you want to do it, and then two weeks before the the Pac-12 tournament. And I, so it's all kind of you got to do a little mini peak and then a little recovery, and then you really get two. It's it's one phase, but kind of two cycles in there, and. uh and there's some, you know, you got to read your team a little bit too. I don't think it's automatic, you know, like oh, we can, we can set this plan. You got to be flexible a little bit and read them. So you got to make sure that they're recovered come Tuesday when they leave for the national tournament, you know. But also, you had to train them hard enough to where they didn't lose that shape. Yeah, it's a fine line to walk, right? Because you want to keep everybody healthy, keep everybody crisp. The guys that wrestled, you know, the five guys that are going for sure won, so they're coming in with positive momentum. And you, I'm sure it's just tweaking and, and, you know, working on, you know, maybe sort of polishing the diamond, so to speak, where you're trying to get those little bit of those rough edges off and help those guys, you know, feel really good about themselves going into going into the big show. Yeah, but make no mistake, there is some good days of really, gr- you know, you short enough to workouts, you know, you're not going two hours anymore, maybe even 90 minutes, maybe you're down to that 75-minute mark, but you're you're going to have a couple good days of really hard training and and keep them at that level you know 
Or, or else I think you may. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, for sure. You know, and they don't know any different. You know, they don't know any different. So, and then the other thing is, I, I think what makes it hard, to me, the biggest thing is you have, what, however many guys waiting for wild cards right now out of our conference that as coaches and athletes, you got to stay motivated. You got to help them stay motivated to train until what Wednesday of next week when they release them. That's right. Yeah. You know, and that's people are, that's 10 days of, you know, you're, you're, you're a little devastated. You're a little crushed. Um, but you can't lick your wounds. You know, you got to jump back in the fight and, you know, and then all of a sudden 10 days, if it doesn't happen, you're, you know, licking your wounds a little bit again. And, you know, so you kind of got to go through it twice, which I guess everyone does, but, you know, it's just 10 days of it is kind of long for me. Right, right. Everybody else, you know, they're done on Saturday or Sunday and they find out two or three days later. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. I think for the people that were watching the results of the tournament, one of the things that's kind of important to point out is you know, the team score with Stanford was really close, but that was really a result – I mean, if you look at just the placement points, you placed ahead of them in six out of ten weights, and you placed ahead of them substantially in three or four of those weights, and were really one or two slots behind in the four that that you were, you know, they finished ahead of you. It really came right. down to an unbelievable, almost astronomical good luck that they had in terms of getting getting matches in the pigtail rounds, and you guys didn't. I mean, that's kind of it was it was almost crazy how it worked, right? I, I'll tell you. It was, uh, you know, when I saw it, we were in the meeting when when the bracket first popped up, and we started looking. And I'm like, holy cow! And then as you start to put it on paper, I'm like, oh, that's a I I personally I would have went and played the lottery. They should have went and bought some tickets, right? Right away, yeah. right away. Yeah. You know, I all, they they had three was it three guys that were seated in the the fifth and sixth seeds that all drew fours. Which is awesome, right? I mean, if you're a coach, you're like, that's your best possible scenario. Right. And then, um, you know, they had three guys get bys, and then their other three that were ones, twos, and threes, they all drew into the bottom seed, you know, the six, except that 41, they got the five, so there's only five guys. And I was like, they are happy right now. Well, sure, you get a kid like McKenna and extra match, those are pinpoints. And then they got very fortunate heavyweight, too, where – they were on the tough side of the bracket, and they didn't draw a match, so they could wrestle that match fresh. So I don't want to belabor right. it, but it just worked out, you know, really well for them. And, it, and I think it's a good sign for you guys that even if the draws don't go your way, that uh, you know you can wrestle through that and persevere. I know you guys, you know, the Pac-12 isn't your goal, but it's a goal. Right. It's not the ultimate goal, but it, but it's a goal. It's a goal to win that tournament. It's a goal to be when you come back this fall to be the you know the Pac-12 defending champions and. And, and especially with such a young team, so that I just I, I thought that was really interesting because I'm watching it and I'm you know and I'm a math nerd and you know that I'm like man these dudes are going to be down <laughs> these dudes are going to be down early they better win some matches or it's going to be rough for them you know and we were with the pigtails the way they were I think we were down you know seven and a half points in that in that first round yeah you not only not only that we had five number one seeds and three of them got buys you know yeah. We lost a national title like that one year in junior college. Iowa Central had nine first-round matches, and we had one. And they had seven, yeah. seven pins and a major. 
and we lost right. by 14 points. And, you know, you just shake your head. There's, like, literally nothing you can do about it. And, you know, it's it's a formula. And, you know, I mean, and they had a good team. I don't mean, you know, don't get me wrong. They they have a good team, but it just is frustrating when it goes that way. So. And I think, in, like, in, in Meerkat, we talked about that tournament. I remember that tournament. And I think the difference is at the JUCO Nationals, it might be a little different than, you know, ours five and six seeds get drawn in blind. So when you get drawn in blind and you have that kind of, you know, that kind of result, you're like, wow, that's incredible. But, again, our team stepped up and, you know, we didn't even talk to our team about it as a matter. You know, there was no words mentioned. And then after the first round, even right before the semis, there was a small break and, I'm in the back and I'm hearing our guys talk to each other. We're in a, you know, we're all huddled up, you know, they're all sitting around and talking and I hear them talking about it and I still don't sing it. I kind of walk over to Zeke. I'm like, hey, these dudes are talking about these brackets right now. Yeah, they're worried about the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, that's good. They're starting to recognize it, you know, and, and, and we're starting to recognize that, you know, Maybe they didn't have the best because they really weren't looking at brackets. They weren't our guys weren't doing that stuff, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, this doesn't seem right," you know. And so they got they got a little motivated and they performed at a high level come come the semis and when they went seven for seven and and then after the tournament it was great because Zeke just walked over and he goes, ah, "Let's mark that one off the list," you know. And so again, like you said, the goals are bigger, but it was it's definitely on the list and it's an important one. Well, let's talk about your goals in, in two weeks. I mean, obviously, your goal is to have five national champions, you know, like everybody is with their qualifiers, or, you know, to get as many guys, you know, through on the on the at large or wild card bid, whatever you want to call them. You know, to yep. me, to me, looking at your team and doing the rankings, the the teams that have really there's been a big fluctuation between the teams, sort of between eight and 13 and even 14 all year. You know, Cornell, Arizona State, Lehigh, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan. And, you know, to me, the line, a line of demarcation is it may be a half a point, but there's a big difference between taking 10th and 11th, I think, you know, being in the top yeah. 10. So realistically, sure. is your guy's goal to try to be in the top 10 this year with as, you know, with as many young guys as possible? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, and I don't know that it's – and it has been stated early on, you know, and we had specific goals. and But but more of our goals are about the process than than as opposed to the end results. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I think we still focus on is we still focus on the process. Um, and I'll tell you what I've been telling people, you know, we have a team full of freshmen. And I don't know what's going to happen day to day, let alone in two weeks. So, you know, with this group is we, fo- you know, just continue to focus on the on the process and have them focus on the process. And come that tournament, you know, one of the things we talked about a lot going in the Pac-12 is be in the moment. You know, make sure that this is the only place on the planet you want to be. Be in the moment. And that's the thing we have to do is for these next, you know, 21 days or 20 days, I think it is now, is be in the moment. So, yeah, I look for big things out of the guys, though. Yeah, and, you know, certainly coaches at various levels struggle with different things than other coaches. But, 
the one thing, and I've been lucky to interview some awesome guys this year, and, you know, guys are my friends and guys I've gotten to know, but the one thing I have struggled with you guys complaining about is is coaching a room full of freshmen because that's basically all I ever did. So Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, and you're right, and that's what I love. You know, I've actually loved it. I loved it because, you know, you, it actually taught me a lot as a coach too, right? You know, when you have a veteran team, you start looking at maybe you start expecting things and maybe you expect them to know certain things because they've already been through it for three, four, five years. Right. And you expect them to respond certain ways because they've been doing it for three, four, five years. Well, these guys, there's, there's no detail left off the table. And, you know, maybe that's – and I'm thinking to myself, you know, we've got to make sure we continue to do this, even if we sound like a broken record in four years. And as we walk up to them, they're telling us, Coach, we're well aware of what we have to do right here, <laughs> blah, 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 and they're reciting it, you know. <laughs> but it, it is because it's, you know, as much as, as as much as we spend time working on teaching them and developing them, they're doing the same to us. Yeah, they make you remember those details. And, you know, when you coach young guys, you have to be, like you said, no stone gets unturned. So, you know, I, I love it when the Nationals are in St. Louis. It's a lot easier for me to see all my friends. And I know you guys are, you know, it's great for me when you guys come here. I know you're not looking past, you know, March 16, 17, 18. But for those people that are listening, I will just tell them that, not only do you guys really re- return all of your national qualifiers, but Jason Sirtis has been granted his year of eligibility. Yeah. Ali Nazer was injured this year, but he's a guy that has beaten some of the best guys in the country, like John Morrison and Coleman Scott in freestyle. And Ryan Milhoff, who would have been a preseason top five guy, took a red shirt yeah. this year and will be in your lineup as well. So, uh, I would imagine that if you guys take 10th this year and you take 10th next year, you're going to be upset. So I think, you know, the cupboard is definitely not bare there. And I know how hard you've spent, you know, building relationships all over the country and recruiting. And, um, you know, I, I've been your friend when, when the, when the cupboard wasn't bare, you guys are just trying to get an all American on the stand. And so, yeah, you know, it's good to see, you know, the good guys work hard and, you know, I think you guys have some magical moments coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Is there, uh, you know, before I go, and again, I appreciate you taking so much time with me, you know, at this time of the year, is is there anything that you'd like to tell people that are, you know, either thinking about becoming a Sun Devil or who are fans of the Arizona State program, what, what they can look forward to not only this year, but, you know, in the next year or two? Well, you know, we have a uh, – there's a thing when I first got here on the wall, and it's 21 words, and, it, and it's basically it's the mantra of Arizona State. And you know, every school you go to, and they have a like the little mantra on the wall, right. and they're all pretty good. <laughs> you know, they're all pretty good, but they all have, uh, and they all have a meaning to that university. But I got here, I was like, ooh, that one's good. But you know, again, you kind of blow it off because you're like, everyone has a pretty good one. Right. And then as I started going through it, I was like, they spent a lot of time on this because it talks about competing with passion. Um, it talks about doing things the right way. It talks about you know serving your community. It talks about uh, being a sun devil for life. And it's just all the things it talks about are good-charactered 
discipline, you know, attributes that successful people carry. And it's something that I'd love being a son of. But when I come around and I walk around and I'm talking to people and in our department and they just randomly stop to take the time to talk to people in the hallways and, you know, that, that people are busy, you know, time's valuable. And right. when you go in, when you go into our uh, athletic offices and you see the way they interact with people that aren't Sun Devils, it's just like, this is why this is a successful university because people actually care about the people around here. And it's, it's awesome. So you know, what, and it starts is, at the top. What's the 21 words on the wall? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the next time you come on, you'll have to talk about that. So I will. I got about 14 pictures of it, too. Well, I, I think I watched the dual meet, or the tournament, rather, and I watched the scores, um, you know, go back and forth, and I've been in tournaments like that. You know, I've been in tournaments like that as an athlete and been in tournaments like that as a coach, and sometimes coaching is the most helpless feeling in the world because you, you can only do so much for those guys, and then you just got to let them be. So, again, I know this isn't the end goal, but, you know, congratulations to you, to Zeke, to Chris, to Haslam, to my guy Matt Krause. Where, you know, I think about Matt Krause this time every year because – we're wrestling uh, our local all-star meet, and, and that kid had ice water in his veins and beat Zane Richards, who nobody thought he could beat, to win the duel for us. And um, Yeah, it does. <laughs> I still remember that. I mean, I'm like, well, we gave it a good run, and then he goes out there and wins that match. I was so shocked. I almost didn't even get in the line to shake hands with the other team. So, you know. <laughs> he, that's what he does. I, I said he's my right-hand man. I'll take him all day, every day. Uh, because that guy right there, he just delivers. He's a foxhole dude. He's somebody you want to have with you for sure when the chips are down. So, you know. Hey, last thing, because I, 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 I'll read it to you real quick. The 21 words. It says, Sun Devils win. Compete with passion and character. Are relentless. Serve each other and their community, our family, and Sun Devils for life. That's a great mantra. I think people that are, you know, thinking about where to go to school, uh, you know, a lot of people are looking for programs on the rise. You know, one of the phrases that we've talked about before, you know, maybe how to deal with pressure. I know a lot of schools talk about, like, pressure being a privilege and things like that. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, for a lot of people, pressure sucks. You know, because, <laughs> you know, I mean, people would say whatever they want, but it's a lot easier, like, you know, I had a lot more fun trying to win my first day title than I did trying to win my third one. You know, I mean, like, mm -hmm. third one, you're like, can we just get this over with and I don't get hurt? You know, so right. the first one, you're like, man, this is exciting. I'm doing stuff nobody expects. So, you know, you guys are going through that process. You certainly have some guys like Zahid where there's really high expectations. But you have other guys that really cut it loose. And, you know, I know you'll get these guys wrestling the right way. Um, but I think it's cool. Arizona State's one of those programs that when they're good, it's better for wrestling. It's good to have, you know, strong wrestling out on the West Coast. It's how we're going to continue to build the sport and grow the sport. And, you know, when Arizona State's winning, it, it's, it's, it indirectly supports why Fresno State starting wrestling was a good decision. And Great decision. And whoever you root for, you want to see more programs. You want to see more kids wrestling in college. And you want to see more high schools with you know, high school kids, excuse me, to have a chance to wrestle in college. So, 
I think that's awesome. I'm really, you know, happy for you guys, and I'm proud of you, and I appreciate you coming on, on today with me and giving me some of your time. Man, I really appreciate it. As always, you know, we we would have probably had this conversation off the radio and now that we're <laughs> right. or off the podcast. Now that we're doing it on the podcast, too, now it's even better. That's right. That's right. So, folks, so. those of you guys listening, next week in, in lieu of having a guest, Andy Hamilton and I are actually going to do on Thursday the Brackets Preview Show. And that show and this show is brought to you by FantasyGrade.com and the Ultimate Fantasy Wrestling Challenge. Do you know more about wrestling than your friends and people from around the country? Prove it. Go to FantasyGrade.com, enter the live event, online event, or both, and become America's first fantasy wrestling national champion and support USA Wrestling. Thank you for your time. Talk to you next week. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.